You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, this is a nice text for a church that loves doctrine. Beware of false prophets. The warning of Jesus that the teaching is important. In fact, that it is the most important thing. When Jesus, and in fact all through the New Testament, whenever we see the warning to beware, it is in every single instance except for one, warning us about the false teaching. Warning us about false doctrine. Warning us about false prophets who come uh, like wolves, dressed like sheep, that they might devour us. And... And so we care about the teaching. We care about the doctrine. Now, I don't know if your, your caring about this teaching has made other people look at you funny, other Christians look at you funny. What matters is your life, not your belief. In fact, some churches have been built on this, on this thing. They say it's deeds, not creeds, that are important. They purposely de-emphasize the teaching and emphasize the living. This is an ism. It's called pietism. Unfortunately, it started with the Lutherans. Pietism did. This emphasis on, on living more than believing, on love more than faith, on good works more than good doctrine. And the idea now, at least as it comes to us, is that if we spend too much time troubling with the doctrine then people will be lost. They'll go to, they'll go to judgment. What, what matters is not getting the doctrine right, but, but getting the word out. But if the word that we get out is not the truth, then what good are we doing? This, I suspect, this concern is a matter we have to take up with, with Jesus, who is the one who commanded us to beware of false prophets. Jesus is the one who gives us this solemn duty and this solemn command to be concerned with the teaching. And the reason is because false doctrine is dangerous. False teaching kills. Imagine if there was a if there was some sort of a famine and there was people all around us and they were starving to death and they were dying and we had a warehouse. And the warehouse was full of 98% cornmeal. Now, how wicked and cruel would you have to be to not open up the doors to the warehouse and start handing out that cornmeal that people can live, right? I mean, after all, it's 98% cornmeal. But my friend Pastor Melius reminded me this week that, corn, that, that uh, rat poison is 98% cornmeal <laughs> and 2% rat-killing juice or whatever. <laughs> but that 2% matters, doesn't it? I mean... That 2% will kill you. And this is how it is with the doctrine. Ah, it's mostly right. It's mostly okay. It's mostly straight, mostly healthy. We'll get it out there. But a little false teaching totally corrupts the, the benefit of the truth. That little bit of false teaching has a soul-destroying capacity. And so it is that Jesus warns us to beware of false preachers, false prophets. Jesus didn't warn us about the dangers of thieves who would break into steel. He didn't tell us, make sure you lock your door at night. Get an alarm. Jesus didn't warn us of, of 
crooked politicians who come to uh, corrupt the nation. He didn't warn us about eating too much junk food or, uh, uh, or swimming in the ocean with a cut on your foot or anything else like that. Jesus warns us explicitly to beware of false prophets. For while all the other things that threaten us in this life, all of the other things that are dangerous to us, are not as dangerous as the false doctrine, as the false teachers, because these kill. And it's not a death to our body. It is a death to our soul. We live our lives thinking that the real dangers that we face are dangerous to our body. I think we do anyways. We have locks on our doors and our cars. We have alarms. We have you know, police and fire to protect our, our things. But the real danger is not that someone would hurt or harm our body. The real danger is not even that we would die, but that we would die in unbelief. That we would die in false belief. That we would die clinging to an idol instead of clinging by faith in the true God and by Jesus. And if we do this, if we die in this way, then everything, literally everything, is lost. So we have the warning of Jesus. And it comes from His great love for you. He gives to you this work, this duty of caring about the doctrine. And because you can't recognize the false prophets by their outward appearance, Jesus gives us false prophet detecting instructions. He says, you will know them by their fruit. This is how you are to judge. You don't judge the pastor or the teacher on the basis of his personality. This is not the fruit that Jesus is talking about. There are many, I'm, and I know this by experience, there are many grumpy pastors who teach the truth and who deliver law and gospel clearly. And there are many false prophets who are always happy. The wolves come in sheep's clothing. You do not judge the teacher based on their good works. That's not their fruit. And this again is the point of the text. You can't look at the outward, exp at the outward life of the teacher and judge by that. You cannot judge a teacher or a pastor on the success of their ministry. If the church is growing or whatever sort of metric you want to use. If this was the standard, then how in the world could we judge Muhammad or Joseph Smith or the ministry of Noah? who at the, end of, at the end of 500 years of preaching had only eight people in the church. That is not the fruit. You cannot even judge a pastor or a teacher by how often he mentions Jesus or if he does miracles or supernatural works. Jesus says in the text, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but rather the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, preach in your name, cast out demons in your name, do many mighty wonders in your name, and then on that day I will declare to them, says Jesus, depart from me, I never knew you, you workers of lawlessness. So if we cannot judge these things, the personality, the works, the success, the miracles, if we cannot judge by these things, then how do you judge a teacher, a pastor, a prophet? By their fruit. The fruit of a farmer is his crops. The fruit of the carpenter is his building. 
the fruit of the pastor is his teaching, his preaching. It is his doctrine. That is what we judge. That is what you judge. Does the teaching match the Bible? Is there law and is there gospel? And is it properly divided? And this is difficult work. We are at this our entire lives. I, in fact, cannot be a help to you because it's precisely my own preaching that you are to judge. And in this judging, we're fighting not only against our own laziness, we are fighting, you understand, dear saints, we're fighting against the devil who wants more than anything else to snatch the Word of God and the Gospel right out of your heart. You have got to know your Bible. You have got to read it and study it and pray it and treasure it. And if I preach something wrong, you've got to tell me. For your sake, for my sake, for the sake of the congregation, our lives depend on this. And there is no getting around it. Beware of false prophets. Now this is a lot of law that our Lord sets before us in the text. And as we come to the end, we have a, maybe a bit of confusion. Pastor, uh, you say, I thought we didn't actually have to do anything to be saved. And it sounds to me like you're giving me something to do. But no, it is not a matter of doing. In fact, that's why this matters so much. Why Jesus gives us such a profound and strong warning. Our eternal salvation is built not upon what we've done. Our salvation is not established on the good things that we've accomplished and it is not torn down by our sin. Our eternal salvation, where we end up when we die, is determined precisely by what we believe. Jesus has done the work. Jesus has accomplished salvation. And Jesus comes to us and delivers to us the promise of the forgiveness of all of our sins. What defines a person's eternal destiny then is not how good or how bad they've been, what they've done right or what they've done wrong, but if simply they believe in Jesus. And false doctrine is pulling us away from this, from this simplicity, from this faith. And there's all types of complicated false doctrine. Man, uh, false doctrine manifests itself in all sorts of confounding ways. But the truth of the gospel is this very simple thing, that Jesus died for you. That your sins are forgiven. And this is why the devil puts his false teachers in front of you. This is the truth he's trying to distort, the voice that he's trying to muffle. But we are Christians. We are, by the Lord's mercy, sheep of the true shepherd. And we are given to hear his voice. Not the voice of the false prophets, but the voice of the true prophet. We follow Jesus, who lays down his life for us. And so we are not afraid. I mean, we live this life surrounded by lies, by false doctrine, by false teachers. We, we live in this world that's filled with sin and filled with death, but we are not afraid because Jesus has given himself to us as the true teacher, as the true prophet, as the good pastor. And the one who cannot lie, that is Jesus, the one who cannot lie has told you the truth, that he loves you, 
that He died for you and that your sins are forgiven. So it is, dear saints, that we love the true teaching because the truth is that Jesus loves us. And this is our eternal peace. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 915, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 1045 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 830 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 930 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.